In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. We will read together from Second Corinthians chapter 4, and you will notice the word, we do not lose heart, is repeated several times in this chapter. So we will read the whole chapter, and after this, based on this chapter, we will understand and we will learn why we should not lose heart, or why actually, or how we should not lose heart in spite of all the challenges and the stress that we face in service. So let's read the chapter and then we'll start discussing the reasons. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received the mercy, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bond servants for Jesus' sake. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard depressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, yet but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith, According to what's written, I believed, therefore I spoke, we also believe, and therefore speak. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that grace having spread through the many may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Grace of God the Father be with all of us. Amen. St. Paul in his ministry was exposed to many, many challenges. Persecution, people casting doubt on his ministry, 
people saying he is not a true apostle. Many things actually. Uh, several times he stoned him. Several times he uh, suffered uh, from the Jews. Uh, and he was scourged uh, more than one time. So at the end, anyone maybe in the place of St. Paul would say, what's for? I can live a godly life between me and God. And that's it. Why I am trying so hard to preach the gospel of Christ. And so anyone would lose heart, would, would fall in despair and decide to quit. But St. Paul did not quit at all. He continued to serve faithfully. And we as servants, sometimes we actually attacked with this mind, we should quit service, we should quit ministry because they discriminate against us or they deal harshly with us or the people don't respect us or I don't see fruit in in my service or it is more demanding on my time. I don't have time to do visitation and to prepare lessons. And of course, the more uh, service you have, the more challenges you will face. Uh, for example, if you are just responsible of class, this different than you be a coordinator, different than you have so many services assigned to you in the church, different than the service of the priest or the service of the bishop or the pope, etc. The more services you have, the more challenges uh, you, you will have. And, and some, sometimes we entertain this thought, let us quit the service, let's just have relationship with God, and that's it. Why should they serve? Why should they serve? So, in, in this chapter, actually, St. Paul uh, explained to us why we should not lose heart, or how we should not lose heart. In chapter 3, actually, he spoke about the excellence of the ministry of the new covenant than the ministry of the old covenant. As we read in verse 6, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. And he discussed this in detail. What is the privilege and what is the excellence of the ministry of the new covenant more than the old covenant? It's another topic, but just let me tell you what, a small example about the difference. If I asked one of you to go to a person who is in prison and under sentence of death and to tell him, go, preach the good news that his case is dismissed and now he will be released. How motivated you will be uh, going to tell this person, you'll be very motivated. What if I am sending you to a person to tell him you are under sentence of death and the execution day is so and so. You'll be reluctant to go. The Old Testament was a ministry that saying to the people, here is the law, you broke the law, you are under the sentence of death. So that's the ministry of the Old Testament. That's why St. Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, he called it ministry of condemnation. He called it ministry, verse 9, for if the ministry of condemnation, he called it ministry of death, because that's what actually 
we're preaching people according to the law. You broke the law, you are under the sentence of this. But now we are preaching liberty. We are preaching salvation, good news. We are going to the people to tell them, guess what? The Lord carried your sins. He died on the cross on your behalf. Now you are free. Now don't fear little flock. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So St. Paul said the first reason we should not lose heart since we have this ministry. What this ministry? The ministry of the new covenant. Since we have this beautiful ministry, as we have received the mercy, the ministry of the New Testament is about mercy. We are released from the sentence of death, not because we are worthy, but because of the greatness of the mercy of God, because of the abundance of his love. So since we received this mercy and we are going to preach to the other, you are now released from the sentence of death. Now you, you are going to inherit the kingdom of God. We do not lose heart. And in spite of all the challenges, for example, if you are going to a person in prison to tell him uh, the sentence of death is dropped and now you will be released completely. You are innocent. The case against you is, is dismissed. Let me imagine there are some obstacles in the way. Are you going to be motivated to go? Or you say, obstacle, no, I'm not going to tell him. You will be motivated to overcome all these obstacles because you have good news to deliver. So if we understand that we have good news to deliver to the people who are preaching liberty, who are not preaching condemnation, who are preaching actually salvation, that's why we should be motivated and we should not lose heart. Second reason, sometimes, you know, one of the obstacles is my own weaknesses, my own weaknesses. So I say, how can I preach people uh, liberty and salvation and I'm struggling with sin? I'm, I'm not living the life of repentance. So what is the solution here? If me, myself, I'm not li- uh, living the life of repentance, should I quit service? St. Paul said, no. You should repent, not to quit the service. That's what he said in verse 2. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame. So what is hidden in my heart that I am ashamed of if it became public? We need to renounce it. I need to live with integrity. Since I am carrying this good news of salvation, I need to live this good news of salvation. I need to live the life of repentance. We should renounce the hidden things of shame not walking in craftiness, not handling the word of God deceitfully. So if I am living dual life, I am not repenting, but actually I'm preaching repentance, then I am walking in craftiness. Then I am handling the word of God deceitfully. I am not honest. I'm not faithful to the word of God. But we should, by the manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man conscience in the sight of God. So when I live according to the truth, living the life of repentance, a life of repentance doesn't mean sinlessness, but always, always I'm examining myself and living the life of repentance. So by manifestation, ma- manifesting this truth in my life, the truth that Jesus came to save the sinners of whom I am the first. So. 
to manifest this truth, to manifest the, the possibility of repentance and acceptance and salvation in my life first. In this way, I'm commending myself in every man's conscience, but in the sight of God, not in the sight of people. I can deceive people easily, but I cannot deceive God. So to commend myself in every man's conscience in the sight of God by living the life of repentance. Uh, one of the challenges <coughs> that actually make us fall in despair, I serve faithfully and I serve wisely and I labor as much as I can. But at the end, I feel there is no fruit. There is no fruit at all. St. Paul addressed this in verse 3. But even if our gospel is veiled, veiled means did not bring any fruit. But here he is speaking about person who is serving faithfully and serving honestly like St. Paul. St. Paul, he tried to preach to the Jews, but they did not listen to him. That's why he told them, I will leave you and I will go and preach to the Gentiles. So his gospel was veiled in their hearts. So should I fall in despair? St. Paul said no. If our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. To those who are perishing. Lee, because whose mind, the God of this age, who's the God of this age? Satan has blinded, who do not believe. So some people, you, you are going to speak, for example, to an atheist, and he will not listen to you. You are going to speak to a person living uh, in sexual immorality, homosexuality, transgenderism, doing drugs, whatever, and they don't listen to you. Why? Should fall in despair? No. Because the God of this age has blinded their mind, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. I'm not giving up on them. I will continue to serve them. But if they insisted, like the scribe and Pharisees, on rejecting the word of God, rejecting the gospel of of the glory of Christ, then that's their choice. This should not discourage me. Yes, I will be grieved for them. Yes, I will be sorrowful for them. But this should not actually make me lose heart. When the rich man heard the word of the Lord Jesus Christ and refused to listen to him, the Lord did not fall into despair. He did not say, I'm going to quit the ministry. Here the rich man did not listen to me, but he continued his ministry. So this again, one of the challenges, if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. And St. Paul made it very clear. We do not preach ourselves. The point of preaching and service, I don't want these children to be connected to me. No, we are not preaching myself, but we are preaching Christ Jesus the Lord. What about us? And ourselves, your bond servant for Jesus' sake. So, 
this is very important also. If some people attacked us personally, I should not actually lose heart because I know I'm a bond servant. And bond servant actually, uh, in mean the literal translation of it is slave, slave. And during the time of slavery, the master can do anything to the slave and the slave should not complain. So St. Paul perceived himself as a slave, for Je- slave for Jesus' sake. So he chose and accepted to be slave to the people for Jesus' sake in order to deliver the gospel of salvation. So if they attacked us as they attacked St. Paul, this actually will not make me lose heart because my goal is not to preach myself. My goal is to preach Christ. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your bond servant for Jesus' sake. And then actually, <clears throat> I will not lose heart. I will not give up on the people, like what I said, like the atheists or people living in sexual immorality or whatever. St. Paul did not give up on the Jews, you know. So we, we should not give up. Why? He explained. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. In the Old Testament, in Genesis chapter 1, you read there was darkness. And the Lord said, let it be light. And the light actually came and started to shine out of darkness. So the same God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our heart to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of of Jesus Christ. So our ministry is to reflect this light. God actually made this light shine in our hearts. And now in this ministry, I will reflect this heart, this light, the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in face of Jesus Christ. So we know the glory of God the Father in the face of Jesus Christ. And I reflect this light even on those Uh, whose minds are blinded by the God of this age, by Satan. And we pray for them that one day, as God actually has shone light out of darkness, he may shine on these people when they open their eyes to believe and to accept him. Then St. Paul said, why as servants? Why God did not... God, if want, he can eliminate all the obstacles. He can stop people from persecuting St. Paul. Why God actually allowed all this suffering and all these obstacles and all these challenges to face the servants? St. Paul expressed this as, we have this treasure, the treasure of what? The good news of salvation. But we have it in earthen vessels. Earthen vessels, they are fukhar. So it can be broken easily. can be broken easily. If you have a treasure, you will never put it in earthen vessels. Uh, you, you put it in something steel uh, to, to, to protect it. But why God actually put this in earthen vessels? Earthen vessel can be broken easily. But when you see how this earthen vessel, in spite of all the attacks, will not be broken, then it's a miracle. Then the 
power here is not an earthly power, but the power is heavenly power. It is the power of God. So the excellence of power may be of God and not of us. For example, can you imagine if you have a treasure and you put an earthen vessel, but in a, a mysterious way or in miraculous way, you were able to keep this earthen vessel secure. People would be amazed. People would be impressed. How, in spite of all the attacks, all the stones that are thrown at this earthen vessel, it's not broken. How come we know this should be broken easily? Then there is a miracle here. But if, if you put it in a steel, stainless steel, you know, it will not be actually uh, a miracle. So God allowed us to go through all this persecution. And God will protect us. And God will support us. And will strengthen us. So the excellence of power may be of God and not of us. This also makes us not to lose heart. We know, yes, it's earthen vessels. But we are protected by the Almighty God. The Almighty, all might. We are protected by the Almighty God. And then he actually explained the earthen vessels and the protection of God in a beautiful way. From outside, we are hard depressed on every side. What what can you imagine when hard depressed from every side? To be crushed, right? But he said, yet not crushed. So people are pressuring us from every side, from every side, but we are not crushed because we are protected by the Almighty God. We are perplexed. Sometimes, what should I do? How can I talk to this person? This person who is challenging the infallibility of the scripture or in challenging the sacraments of the church, how can I address this? We are perplexed. What decision I should make? How can I address this person? But in spite of all this, but we are not in despair. At the end, we know that God will guide me. God will give me the wisdom to handle every single situation. That's why the Lord said, when they bring you before the magistrates and rulers and authorities, don't worry about what you're going to say. Because at this moment, the Holy Spirit will teach you what you ought to say. So, we are not despaired. Persecuted. The church until now is persecuted. So, but for 2,000 years or more than 2,000 years, did Christianity disappear from the world? There is no religion persecuted like Christianity. No religion. If you study all the religions, there is no religion was persecuted like Christianity. Yet, not forsaken. God who promised us, I will never leave you or never forsake you, he did not forsake us. And Christianity is still strong and powerful after 2,000 years of persecution. What is struck down? People actually want to destroy us, destroy the children of Christ, destroy the servants, but not destroyed. Or struck down, but not destroyed. Here, in a beautiful way, he told us about the earthen vessels, hard depressed, perplexed, persecuted, struck down. But the excellence of the power of the Almighty God, we are not crushed, we are not in despair, we are not forsaken, we are not destroyed. Because who's our God? God who rose from the dead, who defeated death, 
So even if we are carrying in the body the dying of Christ of Jesus Christ, as Saint Paul said in First Corinthians chapter 15, for His sake we die daily. من أجلك نمت كل النهار. So for His sake we die all the day and every day. So we are carrying the dying of Christ in our bodies through the persecution, through the obstacles. We are carrying this dying. But as Jesus died, he rose. So we are not carrying only the dying, but carrying also the life. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Yes, we are crucified with him, but we are raised with him. We are humiliated with him, but we are glorified with him. So as we carry the dying, we carry the life. Don't fall into despair. Don't lose heart in, in this ministry. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake. Either moral death or physical death. So moral death, like uh, character uh, assassination, people attack character, people attack uh, the servants, and now they can be publicly attacked with false accusation in front of everybody using social media. But so are delivered uh, to death every day for Jesus' sake. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. But at the same time, the Lord, in spite of all this death, either moral, moral or physical, but the Lord actually will be manifested in us. They killed St. Paul, but his words are still alive. What do you know about the words of uh, Emperor Neron who killed St. Paul? Nothing. Who, who is alive right now? Neron or, or Paul? Neron or Peter? Yes, they were killed, but they're still alive until now. That is the life of Jesus manifested in our mortal body. Yes, death is working in us. We accept this willingly for Jesus' sake. But why we accept this? That people whom we are preaching, we preach the gospel of life, that life will be working in you. So I will not lose heart. I will not lose heart because I am doing this that you receive the life of Christ. Another motivation to make us actually very, very motivated to serve the Lord in spite of all these challenges. In one of the Psalms, we, we pray it in the ninth hour of Zagbeya, the last Psalm. The last Psalm starts, I believe, and therefore I spoke. That is the beginning of the last Psalm. So St. Paul actually is quoting this Psalm. And he said, since we have the same spirit of faith, According to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. If you believe in something and you believe strongly in it, you speak and you preach it. Uh, I'll give you an example, but I'm not getting into the politics of this issue. But just uh, take the example. Uh, people now, they are split. Some people are for, for example, vaccination. And some people are against vaccination. I'm not discussing this, but just I'm using this as an example. People who are against vaccination, they speak and publish paper and publish research paper and, and just they are not silent. 
because they believe that vaccination is wrong. And people who believe in vaccination, they support it and preach uh, and, and publish papers and publish researches, etc., etc. So I'm using this example to tell you, when you believe in something, you cannot just hide it. You cannot suppress it in your heart. If you believe in it, you are going to go and preach. That's what St. Paul said. We believe, therefore we speak. We believe in the gospel of salvation. We believe in the gospel of liberty. We believe in the gospel of freedom. That's why we preach this gospel. Even if there are so many obstacles, we will preach it. You know, uh, when uh, Martin Luther King believed in the equality of the people and believed in that there's, there should not be discrimination against anyone based on color or race or whatever, he actually led a revolution. He believed in it. So he actually started to lead a revolution. Yes, they were persecuted at the time. A war happened, but he believed. So the message here, if you believe in something, you will fight for it and you, you will preach it. So if you believe strongly in the importance of this gospel of salvation, no one will stop you. No one, you will not lose heart. You will continue to preach regardless of the obstacles, regardless of the persecution that you may face. And maybe they, they, they are going to kill us, saying, so what? I know that he, the Father, who raised up the Lord Jesus, will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. They killed St. Paul. They killed St. Peter. But their words were not killed. And in the last day, actually, they will be raised with all of us and will live eternally. So, yes, they can kill us, but they cannot kill our word. They cannot kill the gospel of, of salvation. So I'm, I'm not going to lose heart in this. Uh, for all things are for your sake. That grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Another, actually, thing that motivated St. Paul to preach and should be motivating us to preach and not to lose heart. When the grace of God, the grace of the gospel of salvation, the grace of the gospel of liberty, when this grace is spread to many, and many believe, and many will be released from the bondage of sin, and many will be children of God, this actually will turn into what? Into thanksgiving. So many people will give thanks to God, and this actually thanksgiving will abound to the glory of God. And we as Christians, we want to glorify God for in everything we do. As St. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, whatever you do, eating or drinking or doing anything else, do it all for the glory of God. So I want to glorify God. So by preaching the gospel, people will believe, people will give thanks to God, thanksgiving will abound to the glory of God. Why should I stop this if I quit my service? I will continue to serve regardless of the persecution, regardless of the suffering or the obstacles. For all this reason, St. Paul confirmed again in verse 16, therefore, 
we do not lose heart. Therefore, we do not lose heart. What about the natural? Uh, I'm not speaking now about uh, persecution. But what about aging, for example? This should stop somebody from preaching. He said, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. And we have the, the example in our life, uh, Pope Shenouda. Until, you know, 10 days before his departure, you know, he was preaching. And if you saw the last sermon that he, he gave, he was in, in severe pain, but he insists to preach. This actually uh, is the application for this verse. The outer man was perishing. He, he was dying. He had actually three types of cancer. So the outer man was perishing, but the inward man was renewed day by day. The inward man was motivated to preach even to the last breath. That, that's the attitude of a servant. That attitude of servant, we, 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 from within, we are renewed youth, regardless of what's happening to the outer man. And regarding the, what if the outer man is perishing because of persecution, because of uh, uh, suffering? He said, if we compare the affliction or the suffering here with the glory that's prepared for us, the affliction here is light. But the glory is uh, weight, having heavy weight. The, uh, the persecution is for a moment, temporary, but in, in, in heaven it is eternal. Uh, in Arabic it's more beautiful. تعرفين في حاجة في العربي اسمها المقابلة. شوف في العربي يعني الإنجليزي ما فيهوش البلاغة بتاعت العربي. شوف العربي حط خف دقاتنا الوقتية ثقل مجد أبدي يعني ثلاث كلمات قصتهم ثلاث كلمات خفة حط قصتها إيه ثقل ضيقة حط قصتها إيه مجد الوقتية حط قصتها إيه أبدي فبقولك الضيقة هنا خفيفة ووقتية المجد إيه ثقيل وأبدي so Saint Paul in in a beautiful way actually he explained how our affliction here is just for a moment, and it's light. If you compare it with the eternal glory, which actually weight of glory, weight of glory. So this is another reason why we will not lose heart. We will not lose heart because we know all the suffering here. St. Paul now, he is in paradise. All the suffering is gone. All the, the afflictions is gone. Now he is enjoying the glory. And after the second coming of Christ, when actually we'll go to the eternal kingdom, see how many crowns and how, how much glory St. Paul will, will, um, will get for his honesty in serving and preaching the word of God. So, where is your focus? Are you focusing on the suffering here on earth? Or you are focusing on the glory in heaven? That's why he concluded this beautiful chapter by saying, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Don't look, if you focus on the problems, the challenges, the obstacles, the suffering, the persecution that we are facing here, you will lose heart. But if you switch your focus and you are looking at the things which are not seen, then you will not lose heart. 
And he said, why? For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Here, the suffering is temporary, but the glory is eternal. And we have a very, very good example, St. Stephen. What is seen? People surrounding him, holding stones, throwing these stones at him. That's what is seen. If if St. Stephen start to look at what is seen, maybe he would have lost heart. And he say, why? What did I do to you? Why you are stoning me? But St. Stephen switched his focus. And he lifted up his eyes to heaven, to the unseen. And that actually revealed a beautiful uh, vision to him. He saw the heaven is open and crowns prepared. And he saw the Lord Jesus Christ standing at the right hand of the majesty. This vision made him actually, instead of getting angry at those who are stoning him, he said, these people actually are doing me a favor. These people, by stoning me, they will give me these crowns that prepared for the righteous and the martyrs. So he said, God, don't charge them with this sin. They are not hurting me. Actually, they are preparing me for these uh, crowns. So don't charge them with the sin. Why St. Stephen said, don't charge them with the sin? Because he started to look at what is unseen, not what is seen. When you, you are in, in, in facing many challenges, don't focus on the challenges, but look at the unseen. Look at the glory of, of, of heaven, glory of Christ. Then you will have this support, this strength, this power, this motivation, not to lose heart. Uh, Pope Shenouda used to say, if you have your problems in front of you, and you look at them, then you will lose heart. But if you bring Christ between you and your problems, and you look at Christ, Christ actually will give you power to handle and to solve all these problems and the challenges. So you will actually be motivated and not to lose heart. So there are so many reasons in this chapter why you should not lose heart in spite of the problems, in spite of the challenges, in spite of the obstacles that we face every day in our ministry. I hope this chapter enlighten our mind and our heart. This chapter actually needs to be read more than one time and to be digested and understood every single word he mentioned here why we should not lose heart in spite of all these obstacles and sufferings and and persecution in the ministry glory be to god forever and ever amen